state's document is an official form, a real form, an executive clemency form used by the governors of North Carolina to pardon or reduce the sentences of duly convicted criminals, a power every Tar Heel governor has had since our first state constitution in 1776. But this particular form is a bit different. It's not for a human, it's for a possum. Why is our governor pardoning a possum? And what did the possum do to need pardoning in the first place? Welcome to Connecting the Docs, a podcast sharing true stories from the old North State using materials found in the state archives of North Carolina. Taking us through these stories and more, Here's your host, John Horan. Welcome to Connecting the Docs. I'm your host, John Horan, and I'm accompanied by Mike Childs. Nice to be here. Thank you. Annabeth Poe. Hi, thanks for having me. Shauna Carr. Hey, guys. Uh, It's a pleasure to have everybody here with me today to talk about Slowpoke the Possum, I think. What's on the menu for this episode? This is the strange tale of Slowpoke the Possum of Harnett County. The possum has been North Carolina's official state marsupial since 2013, which wasn't a hard choice since the opossum is North America's only marsupial. Marsupials are mammals which carry their young in a pouch like a kangaroo. So the document comes from the press secretary files and general correspondence of our governor, Bob Scott. And if you need the specifics, you can go to the show notes. Slowpoke's story begins, of all places, at a hollering contest which maybe is a podcast for another time. The Spivey's Corner Hollering Contest is an annual fair here in North Carolina, which was started in 1969 and ran until 2015. And it celebrated the uh, old rural art of communicating with your neighbors over long distances uh, before the advent of 20th century technology like the telephone. And this contest surprisingly got national attention in its first year uh, North Carolina's native son and CBS reporter Charles Kuralt, uh covered it. Uh, he got reporter, also reporters from Time Magazine, the Associated Press, United Press International, all wrote about this event. And the first hollering contest winner, who was 70-year-old Dewey Jackson, uh, was appeared on NBC's Tonight Show and even got a letter of congratulations from then-President Richard Nixon. So President Nixon sent this person a letter of congratulations for a hollering contest, which I have no idea what that means. So, <laughs> well, basically, the hollering contest uh, was—you really have to hear it to believe it. There's some some clips on YouTube, but uh, basically, it's a way to yell across the fields to your neighbors in a unique and distinctive way to get their attention and alert them to things uh, that they might need to know. Or you might, listeners might know uh, of people calling the cows in or calling the pigs. It's that kind of uh, kind of rural noise making <laughs> for purposes. <laughs> I understand now. Okay. And um, the other thing I wanted to talk about here at this point is we, we've, we've mentioned Slowpoke the possum and we've mentioned Slowpoke the opossum. What's the difference there? Uh, there is none. That's just a personal preference. I mean, it's officially opossum. That is the proper word uh, in the dictionary. From the origins of the word itself, from the Native uh, American terminology they use. That's where we get it from. But for some reason, uh, we Southerners just like to kind of grind down our language a little bit. And uh, the the O has been rubbed off of there a little bit. And we just like saying possum here in the South. So I'm going to roll with it. And I hopefully one day the dictionaries will catch up to us. Love it. Let's go. Let's make efficiency in the language. Let's go for possum. That's right. And drop the O. All right. So anyway, now it's 1970. 
And it's time for the second annual hollering contest. Well, they got to add some attractions. Uh, so they added skydivers. They added a martial arts display. They added a beauty contest. And they added a prettiest possum contest. And to help keep national attention on this event, then North Carolina Governor Bob Scott proclaims the day of the contest to be both Hollerin' Day, to honor the ancient rural art of hollering, and North Carolina Possum Pickin' Day. I love this. So Governor Scott... He loves his proclamations. He that's does. What I, that's what I know about Governor Scott. Tell he, me more about it. <laughs> he is a proclamating governor, that is for certain. I mean, they still do this kind of thing with national this day and national that day. But down at the state level, he was doing it too. And the two proclamations are only two of ten proclamations he made on that very same day. along ten, with Ten in the same day? Yes, along with uh, Transportation Week in North Carolina, Beta Sigma Phi Week in North Carolina, Senior Citizens Month in North Carolina, Courtesy Motorboat Examination Week in North Carolina, Safe Boating Week in North Carolina, Home Improvement Month in North Carolina, Carnation Day in North Carolina, and Coast Guard Day in North Carolina. So it was a busy day. It seems to me um, that he, you know, he just he just wanted to make sure he covered all his bases every single day. Exactly. Uh, that's a lot of you know a lot of voters in, in all those categories. Oh, that's correct. You know, and he's got to got to make sure to, to keep that up. So mm-hmm. that okay, let's 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 keep going on this hollering day. That makes well, sense to me. Now, right? Possum picking, right? What is that? What are we doing there? Okay, well, this is just basically a pig picking. This is just barbecue. It's like a whole entire possum grilled uh, until the meat is tender enough to pull off the bones, just like a, a, a pig picking. Uh, now, today, the idea of eating a possum is probably repugnant to most people, even gross. Uh, and in 1970, I'm sure the idea was off-putting to a lot of people then, even so. Why is Governor Scott, he's not just mentioning the idea of possum picking, but why is he celebrating the very idea of possum picking? So another thing for me is possum picking. You said it's like pig picking. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't know what that meant until you said barbecue right afterwards. Yeah. So that I get that now. But I thought he was just sort of picking like he likes that possum. That's not, that's not what's <laughs> happening here. He's not selecting possums. He's All selecting right. them... F- He's uh, ironically selecting them for picking, but the picking is a, of a different kind. That's right. It's what uh, it sounds it's like. It's a picking at the meat until you can just pull it right off the yeah. bones. Pulled possum. So yep. what you're saying is they cooked up the possum, mm-hmm. laid it on a platter, and mm-hmm. then whoever kind of displayed it the most well, attractively. No, no, no. This is this is uh, act, the the contest is for actual live possums. Oh. Yep. So uh, they were going to pick one to put it into to make a barbecue out of it. No, this is two different things. Oh, okay. so we're having right. we're just having two different things, or so we thought. Let's let's get let's get back to the idea of like why Governor Scott is is celebrating possum eating in the first place. Well, so our our former governor, uh, Democrat governor uh, Bob Scott, he was a dairy farmer, and he was the son of a former governor himself, Governor Carr Scott, who was governor from 1949 to 53, and then uh, later U.S. senator from 1954 to 1958. Is the Scots had a bit of a political dynasty. Um, so Bob Scott got himself elected governor in 1969, ran through 1973. Uh, and even his daughter, Meg Scott Phipps, was agriculture commissioner briefly in uh, 2000. So the base of their this political dynasty's power is his solid rural following. Uh, and uh, Carr Scott called his supporters branchhead boys, being people who lived at the head of a branch of a creek, rural people. And uh, what he liked to do was hand out country squire proclamations uh, to his favored followers. Shauna, would you like to read that for us? I, Governor W. Carr Scott, note that 
your name here is one of the branch head boys, born and bred in the Tar Heel State, who has quit dragging his feet and is catching up on his hauling, and whereas he is a tried and true member of the rougher element and plows out to the end of the row, and whereas he is versed in both the meaning and the mystery of our significant and proclaimed dates, and whereas he is forward going and has a natural hankering for chitlins, possum and taters, lamb fries, pot liquor, corn pone, barbecue and sassafras tea i do therefore proclaim him a country squire entitled to all the rights and privileges of this estate the juxtaposition of pot liquor spelled in p-o-t-l-i-k-k-e-r and country squire and whereas it is this is this is an exercise in in two different languages it is well then that's the point is like he is he's trying to elevate uh he he's uh, amusingly elevating his people up into high class country squire territory by you know celebrating their lower class eating choices. The uh, point here is that the Scots are not so stuck up that they won't eat possum. I mean, this is a big signifier. And don't even ask me what lamb fries are. That's don't. So um, eating traditional lower class rural foods like possum and chitlins and, and uh, pot liquor, which is the juice you get after uh, boiling up your greens. These are part and parcel of you know, being in the in-group here, which is the rural voters, and it's maintaining your authenticity and connection to these common folk is very important for the Scots. And they're, they're not just, you know, talking the talk. They are walking the walk. They are actually eat this stuff. I mean, this is normal food to them. This is not some crazy out there thing. But they also kind of like that it's a crazy out there thing for city folks. So they kind of, you know, rubs their nose in a little bit. And so like father, like son is Bob Scott. And uh, this all includes eating possum. And in, in fact, in 1969, before this whole thing went down, Scott held an official state dinner, a black tie possum dinner, with menus printed in French even, just to, to stick it to people. It was all very tongue-in-cheek, though. This was not a one-off thing for him. He held another one on January 14th, 1970, and we have the records for that at the State Archives. So, so Bob, Bob Scott is a man who was serious about eating possum, so hence his Possum Pickin' Day proclamation to tie in with the possum contest at the Hollerin' Contest. So now enter our protagonist, Slowpoke the Possum. Slowpoke was found wandering across a Harnett County highway when he was captured by Mr. L.E. Baker of Dunn, North Carolina, a few weeks before the contest. Uh, and in this prettiest possum contest, he was up only against two other competitors, including a Raleigh opossum named Miss Vicky. And bad news for you Raleigh people, uh, she did not win. Slowpoke won. So the contest plan was for the winning possum to be given to the governor. And on July 16th, 1970, Slowpoke, uh, Mr. Baker, our that year's hollering champion, Mr. H.H. H. Oliver, and the winner of the beauty contest of Miss Possum, Miss Margaret Ann Wilkes, they all visited the governor. So Slowpoke's cage is sitting right on top of the, the governor's desk as Mr. Baker is showing him off and explaining his much improved odor since he's had a bath every day and has had his toenails decorated with nail polish. So he's a spa day. He has been quite fancified. And uh, our commissioner of agriculture, Mr. Jim Graham, was there, uh, and he seems to enjoy picking up possums by the tail, which is another fascinating feature of possums is their prehensile tail that they can hang from. So he. Uh, picked him up by the tail at the at the fair and picked him up by the tail again here in the governor's office. Now, the whole thing kind of comes to a head here when Margaret Ann Wilkes confides to the governor that she's never eaten possum, which not unsurprising. Well, Scott immediately invites her to a possum buffet, a possum banquet in the executive mansion to be held in the near future with our Mr. Slowpoke here as the main course. But little did they realize trouble was brewing on the horizon. Now, Scott's already eaten 
several possums as governor, so he doesn't figure there's any problems. But right, it's interesting. Yeah, and I like this uh, kind of this part talks about you know people would dress up to go to the governor's mansion and eat possum, and now there's a possum that's dressed up to meet the governor. So it's kind of a funny parallel there between the people and the possum and the way the governor's office holds that kind of authority. True. And, uh, well, this time, however, Scott doesn't get off so easy. They got into the newspapers about the prettiest possum, and he was going to eat it. And this set off some controversy, and there was hundreds of calls and letters from an indignant public that were uh, protesting this proposed possum feast of the governor's. And uh, the whole thing became what they call a nine-day wonder in the press, uh, although it went on for longer than that. And the press, our local press here in Raleigh, ran with this uh, for about a month with their tongues firmly pressed in cheek, I must add. Uh, It it made the front page of the Raleigh News and Observer warning uh, Scott that as he, as a Democrat, was going to lose the possum vote. Uh, next election, and it even had a drawing of uh, of Slowpoke in a stew pot holding a vote GOP sign. <laughs> so that's, that's funny, but it is interesting to me that that um, somebody who, with all of his proclamations and being aware of the constituency out there, looking for votes, missed this, miscalculated this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back to your point, like. A lot of people got dressed up to go to the governor's mansion to eat possum. Now th- this possum is getting dressed up. He wouldn't serve like a dignitary. So why <laughs> why is he serving this possum? Well, again, he's it's signifying to his base. Uh, you know, I eat possum. That's totally fine. And, you know, there's no shame or anything wrong with it. And the people who do are being a bit silly, don't you think? But this time he's he's kind of, uh, I'll just have to say, Governor Scott's bitten off more than he can chew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So anyway, me- meanwhile, uh, while this all this uh, controversy is raging in the press, uh, our old pal Slowpoke is languishing in the basement of the governor's mansion and blissfully unaware of all the controversy he has generated. And we actually have here um, a letter to our then first lady, Miss Jessie Ray, mentioning seeing Slowpoke in the basement here. And my, what thrilled boys Ted and William were when Mr. Perrier, he was a love to show us around, took us all through the basement, a first for me too, showed us that marvelous number one and even Slowpoke and Duke. He couldn't have been nicer, and I do appreciate your letting us come back to roam around. And number one was the governor's car, and Duke was the Scots dog, right? That's right. So, with all the controversy going on, uh, it's now become clear that while the governor eating possum was generally okay. It was not okay to eat this particular possum now that it was becoming more and more of a celebrity. So it's bad press for Scott if he eats this possum. So what is Scott going to do here? Scott is not going to just let Slowpoke go. As easy as that would have been, he could have just said fine and, you know, had him shipped off somewhere and that'd be the end of it. But Scott's too savvy to let this opportunity for more press slip by. Uh, did I catch that in that quote, somehow the car, the dog, and Slowpoke are all in the basement of the governor's mansion? Is that right? Well, that would uh, appear to be the case. Hopefully, Duke the dog is probably a beloved member of the family and just following them around into the basement where the car and, of course, your possums are kept. Where uh, do you, I mean, if you're going to, where else do you keep your possums? And in fact, one of the uh, local papers, uh, I'll always love this quote, described. Uh, Slowpoke spending his time in the basement of the mansion in a special place for possums. 
That's amazing. So this 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 story just gets better and better. It seems like if there's a special place for possums, <laughs> right. that these possums were just coming and going That's out of right. the governor's mansion and, and, and Slowpoke slow poke is holding up the line more <laughs> more so than any go- other governor of our state. Yes. But I do have the question: Is Slowpoke's toenails still getting painted while he's living in the basement? Oh, that's a good point. What's the spa going on there? Is there any reporting on any of these newspapers? You don't don't want that toxic nail polish getting in your food, so they're probably going to let that wear off or or sand that off. I'm Uh, sure they knew you don't eat nail polish back then. How poisonous nail polish was back then? (laughs) So it's clear that Governor Scott eating possum is okay. What was becoming more and more clear is that we can't eat this particular possum. He becomes a celebrity, and and it's bad press for Scott to eat this particular possum. So what does he do? Well, Scott doesn't just let Slowpoke go. Uh, As easy as that would have been, he could have just, you know, booted the the possum out and been done with the matter. But Scott's too savvy to pass up an opportunity for more good press. So he ends Slowpoke's tale on an epic note. So he doesn't let him go. And I want to hear about this epic note. But we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to hear exactly what happened to Governor Scott and Slowpoke the Possum. Hello, it's your friendly neighborhood podcast intern, Annabeth, here. And I hope you're enjoying this episode of Connecting the Docs. Working on this season has taught me a lot. How to be a better researcher, how to work with an amazing team, and most importantly, how to tell important historical stories. And you can be a part of it, too. The State Archives has an internship program that allows you to learn about how the archives work while also exploring North Carolina's history through the records. To find out more, check out the archives website and do it soon because deadlines are coming up. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Welcome back to this harrowing episode for Slowpoke, even though he doesn't know what's going on. We're in the middle of what I think is an epic note. That's right. Tell me about it. This all this takes us circles us back to the document we talked about. Scott just doesn't let Slowpoke go. He grants executive clemency to Slowpoke. He uses the actual form that our governors use to pardon convicted criminals on Slowpoke the possum, and it's well worth quoting here, if I may. Whereas Slowpoke convicted of possum walking across a rural paved road and being prettiest possum around, and by judgment of said court sentenced to death and devourment, I, Robert W. Scott, do commute the said sentence to life and do further order that he be released into the custody of the North Carolina Wildlife Commission to be placed by them at Raven Rock State Park for the remainder of his natural life. Wow. So, yeah, big, that's, I mean, big it, move. Big move. He's playing 3D chess. He is. All these other he all these other people is. are playing checkers and, and he's playing 3D chess. Everybody That's what's is going lapping this up. He's gone all out. This is a this isn't just a, a proclamation with an executive clemency no. form attached. This it's is not a slowpoke day. Mm-mm. This is a full press conference on July thirty first, nineteen seventy, in front of the state capitol building. Uh he, it's not just the governor and the possum. He's, we got, he's got the agriculture secretary, Jim Graham, there. Well, yeah, Dan you've got to have ag. Yeah, i got to have ag. ag sure. there, pick up the possum by the tail. He's got the sure. secretary of state, Thad Ure. He's got Miss Possum, Margaret Ann Wilkes, dragged back in there. And Slowpoke is <laughs> I wonder indeed, if she ever did eat possum in the end, but could keep going. And uh, State Parks Director Tom Ellis is there, and he Slowpoke gets turned over in his little cage to Tom Ellis and later is indeed released into the Raven Rock State Park. We have photographic proof out in Harnett County back in his hometown. Uh, to live out the rest of his short possum days in peace. Tragically, possums only live about three to four years out in the wild. 
no possum is safe around Governor Scott for any amount of time because Governor Scott was completely, hilariously unrepentant about his intentions to eat Slowpoke. And he says, quote, You've already got one possum away from me. You're not going to know how many I've got, but I shall not be thwarted in my appetite for possum. <laughs> he sounds like a real treat. So what is, what is this in response to? Like it well, says, you've already gotten one possum away from him. He's talking to the Who's press. It? He's he's gotten the the press and the public outcry. I've gotten this possum away from him. But this, if if they think that's going to keep him from eating possum, they got another thing coming, and 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 he is playing this up, and in the the press is loving it. Everybody is having a good laugh on this whole situation, and uh, and after the release, it all it's all pretty much blown over, uh, except Scott does go on to have more possum dinners, so. He's he he was true to his word. They got one away from him. They got this, but they're not going to get any others. So when he wants to eat possum, nothing was going to stop him. Wow, man, I, I'm I telling you, they kept the special possum place in the governor's mansion. <laughs> That's then. That right. Was, didn't, uh, it yeah. didn't get dusty. No, <laughs> still there. Oh man, so it's like I mean, so it's it's really because what we said was um, that possums in captivity live longer than they do in the wild unless you you're at in the basement of the government. Right, yes. In which case, your lifespan is severely shortened. That is tough. And this is the same Governor Scott who, in a previous episode, um, we explored his antics when it came to a, uh, a haunting. Yes, a haunting in in the governor's mansion. Um, he, he heard a tapping on the wall and, and turned that into political hay. So he'll never let anything sneak by him. Maybe no, he, he won't. Maybe it was the ghost of the possum. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> it all, could be. It could be all the possums climbing up the walls with uh, that's their a, prehensile that's tails. That's a pretty good-sized ghost crowd probably by this time. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Scott had more possum dinners at the executive mansion. And, uh, and, and if you're curious about how the governor enjoyed his possum prepared. Oh, I am. Well, we have the actual quote here from Miss Daisy Pierce, who was the governor's head housekeeper, hostess, and, and meal planner, and she told us in a newspaper article that we have on file here. The possum was picked rather than skinned, Miss Pierce says. We put it in the steamer for about 45 minutes, this tenderized it, then we rubbed it down with salt, black pepper, garlic, and many of the things that enhance the flavor of something wild. It was then spread out flat and run into the oven on a rack. We turned it and brushed it with barbecue sauce made of vinegar, red pepper, garlic, all the things. Now tell me, would you eat possum? Well, I mean, it does have all the things. <laughs> Even without that last little phrase, which just takes it over the top for me, I would eat <laughs> possum. I mean, like, I just I need to know the provenance of the possum. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, if it's like roadkill, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. but if it's from the governor's special <laughs> place yeah, in his yeah, basement, yeah. sold. The governor's you basement know? is the best yeah, source he for gets possums, really. Every hour, you know, got to keep that flesh nice and plump tender, 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 yeah, tender. hydrated. That keeps the juiciness in uh, there. I'm also pleased to see that our uh, Governor Scott was a was a Eastern Carolina barbecue sauce fan with the vinegar-based sauce and not a Western toba- yeah. tomato-based. I'm down for I have too. no dog in this fight, and I enjoy both sauces, but I'm just interested to see that yeah. he was on the Eastern camp firmly there. Yeah, Carolina yeah. Gold yeah all I, the way. I think it would be nice to have something to wash it down with, so I'm glad there's some barbecue sauce on it, but like to drink, I would be curious as to yeah, what. Yeah, what do you pair with possum? <laughs> I mean, oh, well, that's like, uh, it's peach strong. brandy, of course. Is it peach brandy? It is. Uh, there's some a uh, little bit more correspondence between First Lady Jessie Ray Scott. Here it turns out to be the managing editor of the News and Observer named Woodrow Price at the time. And uh, in some correspondence the two had, Mr. Price mentions that uh, you need to get some more peach brandy 
before Bob and Jesse Ray drink it all up for the substitute for Slowpoke that's come up. So, wow, <laughs> he's a so little tongue. He's a little tongue in cheek, and he says, "What is possum without peach brandy?" And uh, Jesse Ray responds, "Your letter was the balm on the wound. The peaches are fermenting, and the possum getting fat." So wow! So not only is peach brandy the preferred mm-hmm. homemade peach brandy, yes, is what we need. We really need to get into. Yes, and uh, traditionally the side dish would be sweet potatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that this helps with what you're talking about. With the, you know, roadkill. There's a gamey taste. Apparently, that hunters know that if you really want to improve the flavor, you catch it, and then you feed it. You know, something more wholesome than its usual diet to get the flesh tasting a little better. I see. I mean, the whole thing, though, I mean, it seems kind of sweet to me. Sweet potatoes, <laughs> peach brandy, you know. This, I guess this. Well, you need a good palate maybe cleanser. Maybe that's because there. it's like this turns out to be rather salty. Oh, maybe. Maybe. He was a salty governor. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> another one. So, yeah, and it's another thing that's interesting to me is that, um, so in an oral history I once did for, for the state, um, the, there was a possum recipe included, hmm. a brief Mm-hmm. Not nearly as in depth as even this, and there was a mention in that recipe of scraping the fat off the top that boiled up in the what's in the, well this is steamed I guess mm-hmm. but that was boiled yes and uh, there's no mention of that here I'd be interested to know if in this recipe how well you want that greasy fat. oh I'm sure it was fairly this, greasy yeah uh, and I think I think that's it's a not part of a heart healthy diet here. Probably not. Okay. No, uh, you want to stick to stick to your uh, your collards and your your pot liquor, where all the vitamins end up after they're boiled out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's probably used to it though, coming from that farmer background. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Governor Scott gets to have it both ways. He gets to, to eat what he wants, and he gets to tweak uh, the city folk about it, who uh, might be turning their noses up at uh, what he sees as perfectly normal food, and he gets to turn to his countryside constituency and go hey look at these idiots you know uh aren't they stuck up yeah and and, so, and he gets to endear himself to the press by freeing the possum by freeing this one possum mm-hmm. don't look at don't look behind don't, the curtain don't look a thousand don't, others don't look in his in his basement next to the right. car yeah, yeah right that's right that's <laughs> exactly right I just have to say, if there is another possum dinner, I'm expecting an invitation. Yes. Like, we should all be invited yes. so we can try it. I would try it. Definitely yeah. would try I w- it. I would try it. I would not want a possum to be caught specifically for the purpose of serving me possum. But if it's fair there enough. anyway, you know, why not? I'll, yeah, sure. I want to try it and see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that was a strange tale of Slowpoke the Possum of Harnett County. And uh, this otherwise ordinary possum wannabe contest was given to the governor almost eaten by him, and escaped that fate thanks to a public outcry released back into the wild. And uh, we've decided that we want to get invited to the next (laughs) state possum dinner here. But for now, I'd like to thank you all for joining me. Um, Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Annabeth. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Shauna. No problem. It's been a pleasure. All right. And thank you all for listening to the wild story of Governor Scott and Slowpoke the Possum. Thanks again to guest and producer Mike Childs, Annabeth Poe, Shauna Carr, producers Danielle Sharilla and Josh Hager, and thanks to the person behind the voice you hear at the beginning and end of each episode, Judy Allen Dodson. Pardon me, I'm your host, John Horan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Season 4 of Connecting the Docs. 
Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you like this show, you might want to check out our blog, History for All the People.